Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. It's always a little bit puzzling, we'll say, at first. When Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now, the puzzling thing might not be so much that Jesus says he's the good shepherd, but what he says the good shepherd does. One of my girls the other night heard that. We read the upcoming gospel reading at night, when we don't get to bed too late at least. And then we'll ask, I'll ask them questions as they're looking forward then to the, this coming Sunday. And one of the girls asked me the question, how is Jesus a good shepherd by laying down his life? And I sp- responded to this by saying, well, that means he dies for the sheep. There was then, of course, a follow-up question. Why does that make him good? And why are we his sheep? So leave it to a four-year-old at the time, now five-year-old since this last week, to ask questions like these. But those questions, though, are incredibly important ones when hearing the gospel reading. Because one of the things that we have when this text is read is so many preconceived notions. And there's a lot of baggage that we carry. Some of it's not wrong. But anytime we read a text, we need to let the text speak and we listen. So those questions then that come up, we do well then to listen. What does Jesus tell us? And it gets far beyond Jesus in this serene image of a shepherd out in the grassy fields with sheep. There are other places, and there is an element to that, but other places in the scripture where we see that. Think about our stained glass window, that image, Psalm 23, for instance, all of those things. But in this text, kind of the heart of what Jesus is getting at When we start asking questions like that and looking at what Jesus says, it gets a bit bloody. So here again what our Lord said. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand. And cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own. And my own know me. Just as the Father knows me. And I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. So that Jesus calls himself the good shepherd is telling. So let's first look at that word. Good Now, there is more than one word for good in Greek. And the word that Jesus uses here has a meaning that means good in a sense, like if we think of good, but it means even more than that. It can also mean beauty, noble. So there's nobility in what Jesus says he is as the good shepherd. Not in a class of like a bunch of nobles sitting around drinking tea with their their pinkies hanging out. But what we might say, it's noble that a man sacrifice his life for his country. It's noble that Jesus lays down his life for the sheep. And it's also beautiful. It's beautiful because of God's mercy shown to you, his steadfast love. That's the name of this Sunday of the church here, after all, the steadfast love of the Lord. So this is the work of God and God's handiwork. What he does, it's beautiful. And Greek 
In the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the Septuagint, the same word that Jesus uses for the good shepherd here is the same word in creation. After he looks at all that he has done that day and, he, and he, God saw that it was good. That's what Jesus does. Jesus is the good shepherd. God's work is good. Jesus is good. What Jesus does is good. And the Lord does this all for your sake, for your benefit, that you might be redeemed. And that is good for you. That gets you then to begin to answer that question. Why does dying make Jesus good and why are we his sheep? Well, knowing what Jesus means by good, this continues to be answered in that epistle reading today. St. Peter preaches almost like a whole sermon in that short epistle reading. St. Peter writes, He, Jesus, himself, bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So tying that in then with the words of the prophet Isaiah on Good Friday, Peter shows you what this all means, that Jesus is the good shepherd, laying down his life for his sheep. The wounds of Jesus heal you. There's a purpose in it all. He doesn't just lay down his life for his own sake, but he's done it for you. That's for your benefit. So you see who you are in all of this then. You're his sheep. Well, what does that mean? What do sheep do? Well, there's a lot of things sheep do. But one thing that Jesus singles out here is they hear the voice of their shepherd. And that's how the small cold articles, one of the documents of the Lutheran Confession, talks about the church. Luther even brings up that he says, God be praised, a seven-year-old child knows what the church is. Holy believers and the little sheep who hear the voice of their shepherd. That passage came to mind the other night when my daughters were asking questions like that. So it's no coincidence then, too, you call me what? Pastor. Comes from the word for shepherd. What am I doing now? Preaching to you as your shepherd. An under-shepherd of the good shepherd. And you, the sheep, are hearing the voice of your shepherd, your pastor, speak to you in the stead of your good shepherd, Jesus, who laid down his life for you. It's almost like God worked all that out, isn't it? So your life as a sheep, then, is seen and known in Jesus and his death on the cross for your redemption. And Peter also comments on this in another way that helps you to understand the work of Jesus as your good shepherd and who you are as sheep living in this world. Before those words in the epistle reading about, by his wounds you have been healed, he writes this, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. So as people, as the flock of God, as the sheep who know their good shepherd, there is an example that you see in the suffering and death of Jesus. And that in and itself preaches to you and teaches to you something about what God has done for you and what this means for your new life in Christ. As he later would say, you die to sin and live to righteousness. So you want to know what righteousness is. You want to know what is good. You want to know what is beautiful. You want to know all of those things Behold your crucified Lord. And that's how you understand God as love, and this is how the Father loves the Son. Right after the Gospel reading ends, Jesus says this in John 10, 17 to 18. So two verses right after our, our reading ends. 
For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. So just as Jesus is the good shepherd, he is the good beloved son, obedient to the Father. And you benefit from that obedience of the Son to his Father. So Jesus receives that commandment to lay down his life. And why did the Father command the Son to do this? Because of his love, his love for you. So when the Bible makes a statement like that God is love, it's not some abstract notion. But you concretely know that God is love and concretely know that God loves you as your good shepherd As God tells us, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The death of Christ, the good shepherd laying down his life, shows you that God loves you. And that example of love, God calls you also to follow. Because it is good. It is beautiful. It is true. To follow Christ is to follow in that example of righteousness and love. And it's to sacrifice, even all things. It's especially the case when you think of God teaching about the love of a husband for his wife, which no coincidence is an image of Christ laying down his life for his bride, the church. So sacrifice and love, they go together, and they're good. Now often in your life, these may be small things, but the love is still the same as you love each other, as Christ has first loved you. So you let your love be defined by Christ, let it be defined by his word, and you see and know all that is good, and you find refuge, even when you fail, to love your neighbor as yourself. It's because Christ is not simply that example, even as he is that example, but his love for you forgives you, and it gives you eternal life freely and fully. So as God's sheep, listen to your shepherd and go where he leads. Find refuge in his care and protection as well. Because Jesus speaks about seeing the wolf coming. Notice Jesus doesn't say, guys, and by the way, if the wolf may come. No. The wolf is coming. And the wolf has come. And many things can be the wolf, but the danger is all the same. Be it the world trying to distract you or entice you with its cares, its ideas, or activities, or something else. It wants to devour you. And it wants what you pray for to God to protect and deliver you against in the Lord's prayer to not come true. But you see, the Lord is the good shepherd who's laid down his life. And so he is the one who answers those prayers. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil because he's done it. So even as the hired hands are dangerous and they leave you without protection, Jesus says, Jesus never leaves you. Jesus never will up and run when the going gets tough. Because Jesus is the good shepherd, the one who lays down his life, who covers you, and lets the wolf sink his teeth into him so that you emerge, from, even from death, unscathed, and really better off than what you had before. So as sheep then not only hear his voice, but hide, hide in Jesus, and cling to him as he's clothed you with himself in the waters of your baptism, You're his sheep, and he's your shepherd. And don't be afraid to hide behind your shepherd. Because he 
is the one who has given you safety. And he also doesn't leave you alone, too. He brings you into his flock, the church. And Jesus promises you that not even the gates of hell will prevail against its church. It's a bold statement, but it's true. Wander off and you mark yourself as a morsel for the wolf. Clinging to Christ, however, you are safe and secure from the wolf because Jesus has overcome sin, death, and the devil and gives you the victory he has accomplished. That's who you are as a sheep. That's what God calls you to do as you hear his word and feast on that body and blood given and shed for you. So Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So you are the flock of God. And that's an extraordinary thing. All packed up into what Jesus has done and speaks in those words of the gospel reading. And it is wonderful. It is good that Jesus has laid down his life for you. And he's brought you into his flock, the church. And there are so many promises that you have as the flock of Christ. Jesus gives you eternal life. Jesus knows you. And you know him. And you don't have just this head knowledge, but he knows you as you have been clothed with him in the waters of your baptism. And you know him as you have faith in him given to you by God. And as you feast, eating and drinking his own very body and blood. That same knowledge of Jesus knowing the Father, the Son knowing the Father, you know Jesus. He's yours and you are his. And God's word is your pasture where you find nourishment and where he sustains you in this life. And he knows you and you know what he has and what he says to you and points you to that future glory to come as his holy flock of God. So this is the joy of the good shepherd. And it's the joy for you as his sheep. So what a noble thing, what a beautiful life this is for you as the people of God. God looks at you. And he sees the work of Christ, the good shepherd. So now, clothed in Christ, when God looks at you, he sees it is good, very good. Because Jesus is the good shepherd who has laid down his life for you. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen.